All right. So, hey, guys, this isn't Tracy. This is actually her best friend, Girdley. And because me and that crazy girl have been through, like, uh, 10 years of adventures, I thought I'd hit y'all with a disclaimer of sorts. First and lastly, do know that whatever the hell Tracy shares in this podcast comes from her very own treasure chest of magic, logic, and good intentions. She's definitely not a therapist alternative, but she does believe it's inhumane to withhold what feels like gangsta insight. My girl's not for everyone, but she just might be for you. She's beauty in the What it do, yo? You're listening to the She's Beauty and the Beast podcast, season one, episode four, where myself and Girdley, we will be picking apart a very uncomfortable topic, especially when we point a finger towards ourselves. NB, it is time to share our thoughts on things like muting friends who flex heavy on Instagram. If comparison is a game of nature or nurture, uh, how to handle those who may envy us and so much more. Lots to unpack. So let's do just that. Burgerini. Hey, girl. She back in the seat next to the kid. Hi. How you feeling, Bergie? What are your feelings at? How's your hydration levels? What are you oh consuming mentally, spiritually? What's mm. the belly doing? Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Big talk, man. Um, I would say my hydration is popping right now thanks to this mint tea that you just provided me. Thank you very much for that. Okay. I was pretty really dehydrated beforehand. Very happy that you did not shout out where the mint tea came from. Nope, nope, nope. That yeah. is just, you know, that's irrelevant right now. I'm just glad that it's suits. here. Know it about our hideouts. <laughs> Okay, what about the um the consumption? Consumption is good so far. 2020 I've been 2020 has just been off to a great start so far. I've been very 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 intentional mm-hmm. about the shit that I'm consuming, damn it. Yeah. And it's been going really well. Um the air that I'm breathing in my room, I just make sure that I have good aromatherapy. I just bought two new plants to add to my situation. Okay, I'm just making mama. sure that my space is good. I'm watching my thoughts. I've been catching some toxic thoughts and kicking them out. Listen. Um, so it's, you know, I don't know if it's just the energy of the new year that right. just got us being incredibly more... Um, uh, intentional about the ways in which we're going to carry on this healing process that was such um, an aggressive push in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, but 2020, I feel like I have a, a sophomore, maybe even junior level approach to mastering it. Yeah. So right now I can say that I'm in a pretty good space. Mm, mm-hmm. I love, yes. I love, I love. Um, How I you feeling, I... Powerpuff Girl? Well, so listeners of the She's Beauty and the Beast podcast, you may recall... From um, the launch of this new season, one of the things Girdley was asking, was requesting of me, was to embrace my natural hair more. Um, And that's what I have also just wanted to do, even without her um, little loving push. And so I've just learned so much about leaning into process and dealing with my scalp. You know, because although, yes, I'm always here for women of um, all races to embrace, you know, the hair buffet, as I'll put it, (laughs) whatever braids and wigs and lace fronts, what have you. Um, But for myself, I realized that it was mm, it was having me lean too much on instant gratification, Mm -hmm. you know, Like, I forgot what it's like to really take care of something, to pour into something. Mm -hmm. And as I start thinking about my future, I'm starting to to think about the B word. Yes. Naturally, I'm just thinking about Beyonce. Right. um, I do think about her often. I do too. Um, It's it's a word, girdly, that we often don't bring up. Uh, then I'm not going to be the one to bring it up. All right. Well, let me do it. Baby. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Amber's having a baby. <laughs> Amber, our darling producer, is having a baby, which makes I hope this, this isn't the, I hope this isn't the <laughs> coming out. <laughs> the announcement. This is not the gender reveal party. But just can't keep a secret if that's the case. <laughs> Listen, at least we know the daddy, okay? Right. <laughs> But anyway, 
Anyways, but you know, these are things that I'm bouncing around in my head, not in my belly yet. Mm-hmm. But right. the things that I fear when it comes to children is the complete maintenance of mm-hmm. them, you know? Mm-hmm. And as I think even prior to children, at least for my order of operations, I love for it to be marriage. I think about the maintenance of marriage. And then, but even prior to marriage, I think about my immediate community and my friends. So everything is just like process, process, process. And also I spent a lot of um, the early weeks of January just analyzing my business which starts with like analyzing who I am you know why I want to have a business like what money means to me all these things and I'm just like wow like time is really something that I need to stop looking at as an enemy I have to stop looking at it as solely elusive because I always say (laughs) that I feel like I'm in the space between like man life is long Take your time. And then, bitch, this shit moves fast. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always, like, in that intersection. But mainly, I lean towards the, oh, my gosh, everything is slipping. So I need to figure out how to move really quickly, which then goes back to the instant gratification. I don't have time to do my hair. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, I don't have time to cook. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And then, after a while, things that really do matter to you yeah. take time. And so either you'll struggle with that or when you do notice in your everyday occurrences, like in my relationship with Carl, and, and I love cooking so much now, you know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're sending me food porn. <laughs> Listen, you know I haven't watched porn, and like I did a podcast episode on that. You could check that. All right, but you sent me these food porn pictures. Yes. I'm over here cranking on these pretzels, remembering your meals. Get it? Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. but all of these things, what they have in common is re- is me really embracing um delayed gratification. Yeah. And um, process. And I also, too, think it's also, um, it has a lot to do with also just, like, the maturation of, like, our values and understanding, like, what things are even worth the time, right? Mm-hmm, like, true. investing in our hair, like, taking the time to do that. Like, that's mm-hmm. even the decision why I even made um, decided to go with braids because I'm like, the for the sim- I can't live a life where my crown chakra does not girl get penetrated Please, by the sun bring it up i can't do this bring it up this is fucking up my antenna vitamin right D. you know what i'm saying like you just have to have a relationship with you. you should be able to access your scalp and just thinking about the ways that you know what i'm saying just a natural relationship with yourself yeah that's your first halo at the end of the day yeah you know? so it's like also just remembering what things at the end everything's going to take time and it's understanding like okay what things are actually redeeming later Mm-hmm. So it's just an it's overall maturation for an appreciation of like different values. So you know I mm-hmm. rock with it. I see you. I'm plotting it. I love. Thanks for sharing that, Burgerini. Mm-hmm. So it also had me thinking. Um, for this episode, I thought it was so important to explore what I think is an age of envy, and I know that envy has been around since the dawn mm-hmm. of humans. But I feel like I call it the age of envy. <laughs> Because we have so much access to each other with all of these social media platforms, um, which are blessings, but they are blessings that come with some heavy fine print at times, <laughs> which a lot of people would even call burdens, you know? So we have like food envy, we have scout curl envy, right? We have ab envy. Shout out to Tayana Taylor. <laughs> We could even have like holiday envy. We just have so many means of comparing ourselves to each other because, again, of the access. I think we had spent a long time in human history where really the only person you might be placing yourself side by side with in a a mental race is like your neighbor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like or your who, literal neighbor. Or whoever, whoever's on the television, like these 50 people that have decided to be like these, chosen, right? Yeah, these chosen visual representations of like our entertainment system. So yeah. it's like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I also feel like in Instagram, to be exact, and that's just where I spend the majority of my social media time out of all the platforms, it feels like envy is a character flaw. And there, there are some magical people <laughs> who are just immune to the E-word. And whenever there are conversations, and this is just from my lens, so I'm leaving room for 
the fact that there are probably different conversations being had, blah, 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 blah. But they're just not coming, swimming down my timeline. But when, when comparison and envy are spoken about, it's always spoken about as if the someone else is doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, never like, like they are being owned. envied. Yes. Okay. Like it's never really owned. Or even if we do speak about it from like a psychological perspective, it's like, you know, okay. I realize sometimes even for myself is instead of claiming something, being like, I feel this way, I'll catch myself sometimes being like, oh, certain folks, you know, how's people, blah, 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 blah. But I'm using that as like a safety net so I don't have to say me. my vulnerability mm-hmm. dropping and crashing mm-hmm. for everyone to see, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so I believe, and I believe it because I have had to endure it and I'm sure it's going to pop up again, envy. And so I want to speak about it from my own experience and perspective and what I have done to um, practice the art of healing it. Yeah. And practice is a word that I'm going to be using a lot, especially as I go through my yoga teacher training. But it's because it's the antidote to the idea of perfection, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and how one positive thought doesn't owe me anything. So meaning if one day I catch myself just having, like you were saying earlier, these um, toxic uh, inner dialogues. If I check myself in that point, that doesn't mean like I'm good for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Practice. Like one thought doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. I have to continuously be within uh, a practice. So, yeah, I want to um, do that and mm-hmm. explore envy. So, yeah, girls and guys and theys and mm-hmm. aliens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also feel mm-hmm. like scorp- spiritual realm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting because that Amber, you're a Scorpio too, so I'm gonna be passing you this mic when I see fit, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ain't gonna be this ghost we talk about when you got all these jewels. <laughs> ghosts can't hold on to jewels, ghosts can't hold on to nothing. No shade, ghosts. Anyways. Which is gonna be haunted tonight. But I mentioned <laughs> I mentioned no, Amber because she's a Scorpio and I feel like when I read the description of our sun sign. Let's not forget that there are so many other things that encapsulate our astrological chart. Yeah, astrological makeup. Exactly. There Mm -hmm. we go. DNA. Yeah, all of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the Scorpio side, one of the things I often read is that we are prone to jealousy and envy. And that bothers me. And sometimes I would read that. I'd be like, I hope people aren't reading this, aren't looking this up. (laughs) I hope they don't know this about us. We know. <laughs> oh wow! Wait, girdly. I'm a moon sign. I'm a moon Scorpio. It's okay. Oh, yeah. Yes, you shared this. Mm-hmm. So this oh, is my, my dark secret too. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. The only way for stigmas to be shed is to bring them to the light, mm-hmm. because we are never just on this island mm-hmm. experiencing something mm-hmm. as um, singular freaking beings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just impossible. Like no one is that special. Uh, so maybe let's begin here. Bergs, how do you, how would you define envy? It's a tricky one. I would say that envy is when you are dealing with negative feelings or uncomfortable feelings mm-hmm. with recognizing what someone else has gained or some type of accessibility. And because Maybe you might feel disenfranchised from that opportunity. You're Mm -hmm. struggling with some kind of negative emotion. Yeah. Um, Negative energy, rather. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would define as envy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? Mm. Uh, It's within the same lane. Mm -hmm. I would say uh, an unhealthy desire to have what you perceive is better that's in the palms of someone else, Mm -hmm. you know? I think one of the key ingredients for envy is um, looking at someone as a superior. That's the cold comparison thing, you know, where if they have something and I don't, then that automatically makes them superior and me inferior. Uh Uh-huh. And I think it's, I think that 
envy is a symptom of either insecurity of some form or fashion or impatience. Okay. Meaning going again back into this whole culture of instant gratification that Mm -hmm. we have. And I just notice a lot of people and the people that I'm thinking of are some interns that I've had um, conversations with friends, certain things in my life as well, because everything appears to be happening very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. And also different types of like coaches we may find on online who can make it appear like, yo, do these 10 steps and then I'll make you $10,000 or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. or like, here's the secret sauce for a mindset shift, all these things mm-hmm. right? that make you feel like, OK, if I just spend one week. Weekend mm-hmm. <laughs> in I don't know some type of spiritual boot camp that I deserve or like you know you think about uh, like uh, like manic manifesting you know mm-hmm. it can just feel like if I really 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 want it bad enough then it should happen yeah um and that's a form of entitlement <laughs> okay um okay I I'm gonna um. I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, I struggle with the word unhealthy, though. Mm. Um, I think what I think emotion I think emotions like that are necessary. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I think yeah, they're yeah. necessary. I think what how we treat that emotion and how we carry it out and what it manifests into could turn into something that could be unhealthy. But if we just sit there and sit with the thought, the recognition, the feeling of why am I envious of this person's mm-hmm. whatnot? And just use that as a moment of reflection to say, okay, I'm dealing like, just like when magnets, when you're when you're stepping into something that is for you, magnets click. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. magnets start doing the opposite thing, and if you put your finger in between it, I don't know if you ever tried that, but it feels funky. It's mm-hmm. like you're dealing with, um, uh, you know, some type of resistance. O- oppositional, yeah, right. some resistance. And it's just like, I think envy is, a mo- is um, an opportunity for us to decide, okay, am I attracting what I need to and if I'm not if I am dealing with some resistance what is that and I think people are people are just they're just examples they're just you know what I'm saying they're just physical representations for conversations that we need to be having internally anyways beautifully so I, said it, it really it's really about our our management of our own emotions that mm-hmm. can turn really 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 toxic but mm-hmm. I think like envy and jealousy I think that they're very natural and I and I'm really um curious as to why they developed and I'm really curious to talk about the where did this stigma even develop from and mm-hmm. why did it where did where did where did these nasty little horns get placed on this very natural mm. human experience if you're dealing with two little kids me and my little sister a year and a half you know might as well be damn near twins when we were kids if she took if she had my toy that I was not playing with yeah if I saw her playing with it and enjoying it I got ah, I want that toy back and I don't know this you know it's something happening with human nature but if if little kids do it in my mind if little kids do it <laughs> uncoached unconditioned then this is something this has to be part of human development right. this has to be necessary yeah. right um but this stigma that comes along with it now where it's like if you envy me that means you're inferior if you envy this person that means you're insecure and it could be like no i'm dealing with um oppositional resistance right now no i'm dealing with an uncomfortable energy that's unsettled right now mm-hmm. and i can take the time to explore what that means mm-hmm. but when we place a stigma on something now we're attaching this whole connotation of shame and guess what that's when you have people that don't want to talk about something because it's not the emotion that's the problem it's the onslaught of shame yes, and what indeed. comes with that and now we have people that now we have this blanketed conversation that turns even more toxic and this is where we get the toxicity from right you know so it's like i don't i don't have no problem with envy i have moments where i'm envious and i have moments where i can check myself about mm-hmm. it and i don't and i don't mind that process mm-hmm. i sit with that process i own that process i think when we start talking about oh well because you're envious this means that you're this type of person right. that's when it becomes really dangerous yeah it doesn't mean that you're a type of person it means that you're a person it means that you're a human being i agree i you agree know? um and you know what with that i'm gonna edit not mm-hmm. literally edit but just here um on the mic mm-hmm. edits the use of unhealthy because mm-hmm. as I'm hearing you speak and I mentioned this prior when we were just discussing this episode a bit, me and um, uh, Amber, our producer again, I was talking about how there's a spectrum mm-hmm. to, I believe, any type of human emotion. Mm-hmm. And I do in my heart 
even though there's some people who will say I've never been envious that's not I'm not that type of person I mean those people are very annoying too I can agree with you on that maybe it's fleeting <laughs> I mean right maybe, maybe it's maybe, a memory you right. can't trace back maybe to maybe you're so ashamed of it you don't even want to recognize the moment for what it is yeah but I do believe it is nature mm-hmm. however I do also feel like it can be nurtured mm-hmm I definitely mm-hmm. think Agreed. that. Yeah. Like, for instance, even look at the design of Instagram's platform, mm-hmm. right? And my homegirl, Alex Wolf, speaks about this a lot. Well, she'll put like Instagram and Snapchat side by side. And when you enter Instagram, you are looking at at life through the lens of others. You're not even brought into your own um, timeline. You know what I mean? Mm. Of your own pictures. Some nerve. You literally, mm-hmm. the first Open thing you see is someone, someone else's, else's business. Right away. For real. But then everyone's favorite hashtag is minding my own business. <laughs> but I'm like, okay. <laughs> Maybe we need an extension to that timeline, folks. <laughs> Versus Snap. And, and, and not to, you know, I'm not even on Snap like that. They have not sponsored this podcast. Thank yeah, you very much. I was about to say, I don't know anything about it. Whatever you tell me, I'm just going to believe. I'm like, oh, that sounds great. I'm just going to believe it. I don't know that life. But just to give you a difference, what I love about Snap, it's like an exhale when I go onto it, you know, just to use their beautiful wide range of filters. Mm. But when I go on Snap, I notice the first thing I see is life through my lens. Okay. It's the camera. Mm -hmm. There's no one else Mm. that they're putting in front of Mm -hmm. me, right? Mm -hmm. And then also just Mm. what I'm realizing too with um, Instagram, what happened to me is sometimes if I'm having a moment and a moment meaning like a chapter in my life, meaning like maybe a couple months, a stretch of time, (laughs) where I'm feeling sensitive about a particular area. So let's take career for for an instance, right? Mm -hmm. And I want to, I know my higher self acting out in its greatest good to me as a mortal in this physical world is hitting likes on my friends who are showcasing just living their best life, you know, boom, here I am doing this in my career, yada, 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 yada. Now, at some point, even if I still like feel bad, because I'm like, dang, it looks like so much is happening for, for this person. And I'm not even realizing that they're just in a different season because we all like celebrate the same season, especially if you're on the East Coast. And if I have a lot of friends on the East Coast, we're celebrating like physically the same seasons, mm-hmm. but you forget like internally, y'all right. are still on different timelines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like someone's winter, you can be sitting right next to me, Girdley, and you have in winter mm-hmm. and I'm over here in summer. Facts. But you looking at me like, wait, what's, what the hell is going on? We're mm-hmm. both supposed to be in winter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or we're both supposed to be in summer. It just gets really interesting. But I say all of that to say is you can feel, that's what I do. I say you can okay. instead of instead of I. Okay. <laughs> let's own it. Let's own it. Let's, this, let's do the work. Let's do the work right the F now at this point. You know, it's like ownership. Just own it. Okay, so going into the subject of muting your friends for the benefit of your mental health, Mm. which I definitely have done, Mm -hmm. and I've also unmuted people, and I have done it, my intention is with love, because if I am going through a healing process, if I am actively trying to rewire my brain that I have admitted to myself is contaminated. Mm -hmm. And let's be clear, at least in my opinion, envy for many of us, especially for black women, is a symptom of a bigger disease, which is patriarchy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is colorism. Mm -hmm. Which is, mm-hmm. um, what's it called when you hate women? Misogyny. Which is misogyny. And let's not forget about noir and that practice. And the particular practice of hating fucking black women who created the world, but fine. <laughs> Humanity, but fine. Let that breathe. 
Let that breathe. <laughs> so this is the, you know, zoom out. Mm-hmm. That's like one of my big uh, mantras for this year and also for as long as I am here, breathing human. Zoom out so things don't seem so particular to me, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not just like self-centered, but I'm calling it self-care. Mm-hmm. Anyways, mm-hmm. so... Um, if I am dealing with something, um, I'm in a very vulnerable place. That means I'm an infant to this new subject matter that I'm trying to grasp or right. in this this new level that I'm trying to whatever. And so I have to mute you, sis, because I don't want my old self competing with this new self who's just been born. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. How like a 10-year-old who finds out his mom is having a baby and then the, the baby is born, but then 10-year-old is like, I don't like this little nigga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking all this attention and shit. All these fucking pictures. <laughs> shit. I used to stand in the middle. Which is crazy because that's <laughs> another form of envy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so it going. It back starts to- with the siblings, you know. That's why I'm like, if kids are doing it, then we're not about to sit here and act like it's demonic. I mean, yeah. kids are bad as shit. Don't get me wrong, but it's <laughs> human nature. Yeah, it's human nature, and anything that's human nature needs to happen. It's yeah. part of the cycle of yeah. development. And going back to to the muting of friends, um, and I know a lot of people do it, but just don't don't speak about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know Instagram is very aware of it, mm-hmm. which is why we have a mute button mm-hmm. because unfollowing would just be like so dramatic. Right? Like, why did you unfollow why me? Why did you do that? Which I thank them for doing that. I appreciate the mute button mm-hmm. for that reason because exactly like unfollowing gets takes totally out of context sometimes and. I, I first off I applaud you for taking the time to you know have that self-reflective moment where you are very honest about your thoughts and taking actions up for yourself to actually help get through those thoughts and not actually projecting it on to the people that you know were being visual representations of what's going on inside of you mm-hmm. or reflections of that rather um, but I think at the end of the day we're that's very healthy because at the end of the day, it's just boundary work. Like you're not going to get mad at your roommate who walks in the apartment and says what up to you, but then goes in her room and closes the door. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to look at them that type of way. You're not going to look at them any type of way crazy, but right. you just need your time for yourself. You just need to create, you need to have protection over what you're exposed to. Yeah. You know, so I agree. I agree. And I don't want people subconsciously triggering me. Because <laughs> the other thing too mm-hmm. of all of us being on uh, social media when you're healing and and you're like, it's like if you are a freshman who accidentally gets in a senior's classroom, mm-hmm. you're gonna feel dumb. Mm-hmm. You're gonna feel intimidated because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're and but because unless everyone your gets sense it, of self is on fucking point. Well, no, because you're not even meant to be there, even if your sense of self is but, is good. But if your sense of self is saying, listen, for one reason or another, I earned to be in the right in this room. And if that's mm. just for the sole purpose of just absorbing all of this intelligence, but I have the right to be, you know what I'm saying? That's, mm, these okay. are the different conversations that yeah, we yeah, need yeah. to shift towards so that we're not struggling with these feelings of inferiority. Because right. they're there. They're natural. But for us to sit there and say, because you're here, that means I'm this or this is wrong. That's true. That's the that's that's the issue that we're having. Negation. Yeah. Yeah, stigma. Yeah, 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 yeah. Connotation. And exactly. And self-inquiry. Right. Is it, one of the healing tools. So... Mm. All of this is rooted in ego, by the way, too. Oh, you already know it. Not, to the nonetheless, Because if we just let things come and go as they were intended to be, it's this whole... Um, it's this whole image of self mm-hmm. that's getting us, that's making us stay in places longer than we should. It's what's slowing down the growing process. Mm-hmm. It's what's slowing down the healing process. Yeah. It's what's not even allowing the healing process to even occur yeah. because we're still stuck on our own image. Meanwhile, you, the ever, you know, the being, the human being that mm-hmm. you are that is continuously evolving, that person is trying to evolve. Oh, yeah. But it's this fucking sense of self that's holding us back and saying, no. But we should be here. But no, this is who we need to be. Mm-hmm. And it's slowing down the process, yeah. you know. And so all of these um, human attachments that we're making to shit. Mm-hmm. When literally we're just a spiritual force that's supposed to evolve. Like yeah. we're designed to do that. We're and designed you know, to grow. How I've been looking at myself too, like the visual is that my 
my God within me right. is already at its fullest potential. Ooh, let it live. It's actually let it completely dance. evolved. Mm-hmm. Has mm-hmm. always been there. Mm-hmm. I have to just shed exactly. layers exactly. so it can be seen. Work. Because sometimes what can happen too, just for myself, if I get caught up in evolving and evolving, then I just focus on outputs, mm-hmm. you know, and that everything I need is beyond my reach mm-hmm. and that I have to do like more, more, more mm-hmm. instead of surrendering. Exactly. Oh, that is a word that I yeah. have to remember at mm-hmm. all times, like yeah. my softness. And that's where like the divine feminine comes Girl. to be able to just receive. But because again, patriarchy and we live in such a hyper masculine society mm-hmm. by both us, a lot of us women and men, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That we just learn to be like jackrabbits. I agree. I agree. Um, it's interesting. That I, I thank you. First off, I thank you for bringing out, bringing those, you know, terms to the table. Um, define feminine and also just bringing up the conversation of patriarchy and how that plays into our envy. And how um, I think the reason why we have such a discomfort with the conversation of envy and jealousy is because they're rooted in um, what you would characterize as like negative emotions or depressing emotions or emotions that make people feel bad, but are quote unquote, really just emotions that require people to be introspective. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. that is a that is a principle of divine femininity Mm -hmm. to be introspective, because that is where answers start to make a little bit more sense than they do when you look at the outside world for it. Yeah. Now, patriarchy, what we do within this social construct is we um, we celebrate good news and we (laughs) celebrate news that inspires you and motivates you. And really, Mm -hmm. all of that's very patriarchal because it's all about like motivation and go, go team, because Mm -hmm. all of that just boosts endorphins. Dick swinging. Exactly. Just Mm -hmm. dick swinging in the air, slapping people back and forth. (laughs) Fuck. And it's just like... (laughs) the imagery <laughs> and, but like this is the society that we're living in so we really don't even create space for these conversations that allow these um quote unquote downer emotions to come to the surface because literally they negate the idea of being introspective mm-hmm. because when we start being introspective that's when all other, that's when all all these other epiphanies start yeah. to come come out too mm-hmm. and that's what we're learning too and i that's why i feel like it's a necessary thing to have yeah. because anytime that you're dealing with a negative emotion if you are in a place where you know you have some positive influences around you and you're working your ascension then you'll lean deeper into that yes. you'll lean deeper into that you'll journal you'll write you'll cry you'll talk you'll create art you'll do something about it that is going to lead to a higher self right. but if you're dealing with this whole idea of oh no I feel like this you're either going to project that negative energy because you don't even want it inside of you so you're going to go blah I'm just going to throw this shit on you or you're just going to self-indulge mm-hmm. you're going to self-indulge to mute that pain Mm -hmm. So it's like because all of these negative perceptions now we're because of the negative perception, not the emotion, but the perception of it is causing us to respond to it very negatively when really this is an opportunity to be introspective. And when you're being introspective and especially with something as crazy as emotion, because it is such a whirlwind of emotion. There's so much going on in there. That's a beautiful springboard for creative output. I agree. That's a beautiful springboard for, you know, um, emotional growth mm-hmm. and clarity. Mm-hmm. Some of the best fucking music came from that shit. You know it. Some of the best art came from those difficult emotions, mm-hmm. you know? Um yeah. And even if they're not like the happiest music in the world, good God almighty, I was singing my ass off when Ring the Alarm came on. You, you know, know, like Sam, all this this music that's just freaking empowering when fucking Angela Bassett fucking flicked that motherfucking cigarette and they Come crushed on. that shot. It's just like, granted, I know it's not the happiest moments, but they resonate. Because it's the truth. It's the truth. And right. they make people feel less crazy and it allows you to sit with that that discomfort mm-hmm. because at the end of the day that's what you have to do with the discomfort it can't mm-hmm. go anywhere you can't manifest it you can't indulge it those things aren't going to work yeah there you have to sit with it you yeah. have to understand it you have to process it and these things make that situation more comforting i guess or more i don't even know they just help the process a little bit mm-hmm. it makes you feel a little less lonely in it yeah so, um, absolutely yeah. you re- reminded me there's a quote from socrates i think it's the unexamined life Mm. is not worth living Mm. Mm. 
Mm. And so that just plays again into the the need for introspection mm-hmm. because a Band-Aid is not enough. Mm-hmm. Muting your girl is not it's enough. It's not enough. If you don't ask yourself the question, why? Why? Because especially if it's your friend mm-hmm. who you know their heart, mm-hmm. you have evidence <laughs> of the gold that's within their heart. <laughs> the glitter. then don't procrastinate Mm -hmm. the introspection so you can take off the mute button. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because remember, when we first hit it, we made a little, like, you know, self-to-self deal, which was that this was temporary. Mm -hmm. This is for a moment. Right, right, right. So you have to revisit. And that's what I did with myself because my friendships really matter to me. And whether someone feels like social media is whatever surfacey, materialistic, blah, 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 blah. Supporting my friends on social media is important to me. Right, those conversations piss me off too. (laughs) They do. Stop trying to pretend that this is trivial and it doesn't affect you. Shut up. Right. (laughs) This is real life, bro. We'll we'll save that because that that is a whole hour rant. Goodness. (laughs) For sure, for sure. Um, Okay. So let me reach you. <laughs> this woman. When Tracy laughs at her own jokes. It's about to be some bull. I'm telling y'all. It's about I'm to be some shit. I'm laughing at someone else's joke. Okay, a really okay. intelligent person. Okay, let's hear this it. This is a psychoanalytic psychotherapist. A lot of psychos in there, but for the good. <laughs> and she wrote this book called Envy in Everyday Life. I was looking at this article um, in The Guardian. Cool. That's called How to Be Happy When Everyone Else's Life Looks Perfect. So they interviewed this psychoanalytic psychotherapist. Okay. (laughs) Mad psychos, you're right. (laughs) And she said that envy is wanting to destroy what someone else has. Oh, that's a harsh statement. Not just wanting it for yourself, but wanting other people not to have it. Oh, It's a deep-rooted issue where you are very, very, I'm not overemphasizing. Okay, listener, sweet listener. There's two varies where you are very, very resentful of another person's well-being, mm. whether that be their looks, their position or the car they have. It is silent, destructive, underhand. It is pure malice, pure hatred. End oh quote. I if, said, oh my gosh, whoa, I said, whoa, whoa, so whoa. like, it, what type of sinner am I? <laughs> yo, if that's what envy is, then I am that, scared of it. Then, then it is then unhealthy. I'm not envious. If that's what envy <laughs> right, is, then I'm not then envious. I don't know envy, for real, for real. <laughs> but I just thought that was really interesting. Wow. Really, really that's interesting. Heavy. I mean, I'm just feeling some type of way I didn't get a Beyonce Ivy Park box. Like, <laughs> it's not at the point where I want your house to burn down and I hope you never get another good pair of jogging pants. Like, <laughs> That's intense. Yeah, so I started thinking about like more um, experiences that I've had with envy to see if they match up to any of. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these adjectives. This woman. So do you remember? <laughs> okay, I was gonna I was gonna bring up when someone was actually envious of me, which is interesting, and I think that's the second half of this conversation is not only when we feel envy for others, but when we will purposely aim to make others envious of us that's wild yeah isn't it wild how that can happen but sometimes because vanity necessary. yeah vanity and envy are like best friends uh-huh okay they play hand in hand sometimes hmm. think about when Drum we had mission make him pay in college i was about to say okay <laughs> okay <laughs> So you, what did you relate envy to? You said envy and vanity. Yes, go hand in hand, in my opinion. So for instance, yes. you'll have a lot of people on on whatever social media platform that's going to be the most used word of this of this episode um, that will say, "We've heard it so many times. Happiness is the greatest revenge." Yeah, and I'm like, why does why like why can't happiness just be like Girl, the greatest happiness? I had a shirt. I think I actually got it from you too. Oh, no. But it's yeah, not that not that I think it was just a shirt that you randomly like here, throw this on because I needed a shirt or something. Or maybe you even left it at my house on accident. But it was that success is the best revenge. And I was like, maybe it wasn't even you. Sorry. Yeah, I don't even want to associate this with you. I don't you. claim that. It was just a shirt. It was just a t shirt <laughs> that showed up in my house, okay? Fucking people end up with shirts that they don't know where they came from. It's very common. Mm. But either way. <laughs> um, but I was cleaning up my room and I was like, Oh, I'll just wear this to dance. And I'm like, I'm not gonna wear this in no fucking dance studio. Mm. Just throw it away. Wait, what do you mean success is the best revenge? Success is success. What are Hello? you talking about? And wh- who are you doing it for? Who do you need revenge? 
revenge against. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and I get it. I get it. I get it. I do. And I remember Mission Make Him Pay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how, yes, Vanity... Tell the people what Mission Make Him so Pay So Make Him... Vish, blah, 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 blah. Mission Make Him Pay um, was pretty much our freshman year response to the fact that there was a fuckboy before we knew that... Before we knew the, the term, term. fuckboy. <laughs> but there was basically a fuckboy that was like playing with our homegirl's emotions and leading her on and acting silly and pretending that he was trying to be something that he really wasn't. And I don't remember what events trans came to the surface that made us realize that this man who we thought was going to be our our homegirl's new boo thing was actually low-key a fuckboy um but it kind of pissed us all off so we decided to get really dolled up i think it was yep. or glam her up or yep. make sure she just looked so absolutely we had hottest. to look like the friends mm-hmm. had to look like sevens yeah and then <laughs> was that what the plan yes. was okay. well this is just how you so know in. okay keep going. I'm, I'm giving you a cliff notes version here we go here we go but we had to look we know our regular cute selves because you know we woke up this way right right but let them know uh-huh but the whoever was the the leading lady got to be the star of the night mm. anyways long story short <laughs> is we just used our aesthetics to spark envy in a man we felt deserved it I'm going to speak to that a little bit. And now we have an entire app that does that for the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> and even helps us with a plethora of filters. I agree. Whatever I agree. you want. <laughs> <laughs> want to make them envy you with them hips, mama? Right, right. We right, got it. Right. And I, and I feel like the reason why we even took the tool, because why we even took the avenue of vanity is because that's that's just the most effective way to punch somebody who is kind of who you feel is acting superficially Mm -hmm. like i feel like um because there's many ways we could have taken another response (laughs) you know what i'm saying Mm. we could have like graduated or been on the e-board of something and been like make them pay that way but we chose to doll um or get dolled up or use our vanity for that purpose because at the end of the day was he talking to somebody else i don't know i don't know like the specifics Mm -hmm. i think that is I think that's an example. Right. But then, like, the bigger part of it is, I think, I don't know if I want to call it a culture of showing off, but I think I might want to call us being in a culture of showing off. I think about how many people um, are dying to be, like, on a 30 under 30 type of list. Like, we have so many listicles, Mm -hmm. yada, yada. And people are very excited to put up just different markers in life that are just like, why? Like, why? Because there's a lot of sharing and I guess it's up to opinion if you think something's an overshare you know it's an overshare to me could just be something regular for others you know Mm -hmm. people think that wow I can't believe Tracy you're so open and I'm like girl (laughs) you don't understand like the encyclopedia worth of information about my life that has not been put out there in Mm -hmm. in the forefront Mm -hmm. I just happen to um, be cool with showing a, th- a thorn on me that maybe you're still trying to um, detangle in your own life privately. Anyways, but <sighs> I just wonder when we're constantly like, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. Are we doing it because we have a sense of pride or is there a chance that sometimes if you ask yourself, what is the point of me posting this is so that I can get vanity metrics so I can have these likes that I use as a form of affirmation. Right. As a as a confidence boost, mm-hmm. as sex to my self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Right. Do I want everyone to say congratulations? Like I I, I um, wrangle with this on my birthday. Sometimes I think a bird and mm-hmm. I posted this before. I think birthday posts are the weirdest thing to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially reposting because them we too. really do it because yeah. we don't. It's like we're assisting people in, quote unquote, remembering our birthday or it's like we want like mad people to just pay attention to us on that day like people that you don't even pay attention to on any other days Mm -hmm. or you don't care if their eyes are on you like it's just it's just really freaking weird and I have to ask myself sometimes just why simply why what is the effect you want you're hoping for because I can't control 
how everyone's going to receive anything. Even if I have the right intentions, someone else, you know, has the right to put their own narrative, their own spin on it. You know what I'm saying? But I have to put my intentions in check because it goes back to that whole like highlight real thing that we always hear uh, Instagram being defined as. Uh, but that can definitely amplify envy. I think that can nurture envy. I I, yeah. That that is not like a natural thing to be around mm-hmm. to have so much freaking mm-hmm. access mm-hmm. to all these great things happening in people's yeah. lives, especially because we all have like this these sensitive spots yeah. within our soul, mm-hmm. and you don't know how someone that you love very much might just mention something very frivolously, whatever, and you're like, just what, like what? Like someone could, we see it, okay, I see it a lot when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. A lot on my Instagram, where if you're not doing this, if you're not a bossed up, blah, 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 you're not doing anything out here, yada, yada, you know, all your friends got to be doing, ah, 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 and I'm like, what about your friend who's really freaking great with managing her home and that's mm-hmm. your weak spot? Mm-hmm. So we just going to X her out mm-hmm. because she don't know. Not even she don't know how to make a hundred grand. How about she don't want to make a hundred grand? Because Mm -hmm. she don't want to have to deal with all the bullshit that comes with it because everything has tax. Mm -hmm. We pay tax Mm -hmm. in some form. Mm -hmm. And some people don't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. One of the best things that I realized when I got older... Because we know how when we were younger and we was on our bullshit with our immaturity and everyone used to be like, Oh, I want to be Beyonce. We always, and that crazy too, it goes back to the childhood. Mm-hmm. You choose, you choose, you choose, and you get older and you start thinking to yourself, hmm, Michelle got a lit life too. Mm-hmm. When you start seeing everything that comes over there, it's not to say I'm not out here on some, oh, uh, Beyonce probably hates her life because of all this X, Y, and Z that happens behind closed doors. No, because a lot of times people can handle what comes with their choices, or a lot of people wanted to handle it. Mm-hmm. You know what I or mean? Built to handle it, right? So like like, specific, that's specifically for. I them, worked yeah. with a uh, a boyfriend of mine. Right, I was in a relationship, and we were back to back in the same freaking cubicles. Um, and I knew the challenges that would come with that, but I knew the challenges that would come with that. Mm-hmm. So I still I still went with it. Anyways, my point is we can see a lot of just a piece of someone and compare their like okay, everyone is 100% equal. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's divided up into different amounts so Mm -hmm. meaning this Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is why it makes it does make sense to to envy i i get it but why it also makes sense to let it fall Mm -hmm. let's take let's take beyonce just pulling it out whatever whatever i ain't got beyonce on speed dial but Mm -hmm. she's the easy example i got her i'll let her know (laughs) but from what we see part of 100% of her godliness, let's say 75% is her ability to perform. Mm -hmm. We don't know about the rest. Right. She could be, damn, now I got to do some math. She could be only 10% the best at being uh, a cook. Mm -hmm. So that gives me up to 85%, right? So how much percent I got left? I think 15 Okay, and then she could be... (laughs) I reckon. Right. She could be maybe only 5%. Who knows? I'm just throwing this out there, okay? Beehive, chill. She could be maybe, maybe 5% of a present wife. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Mm -hmm. 10% something else. Mm -hmm. But we compare, and maybe let's just take someone who, as a performer, that's like their 20%. Mm-hmm. Value. They're really only good in the shower with it, right? Mm-hmm. But they compare that to Beyonce's like seventy five, mm-hmm. and 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 turn it into like this this type of demigod thing, you know? Instead of like zooming out, zooming out, zooming out, zooming out. Also, the more that we don't know someone, and me and Amber were talking about this, the more we might have a tendency to envy them because we're creating a story. And I believe that our ego sole job is to protect us 
mm-hmm. in some ways, which can be useful. I, I look at our ego in some ways as a very overprotective parent, mm-hmm. which has a as a point. But then sometimes it's like, chill out. Like, I'll be OK if I go to college like three states down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. chill out. Anyways, but I think the ego is just wanting to compartmentalize life, which means you have to come up with like judgments really quickly because the ego is like is the oldest piece of our being. Mm-hmm. Like it's been there for so long. You know what I mean? Just like within like human society, it's very, very archaic. And so I think it's just trying to protect itself and has to look at everything as is this safe or is this scary really, really quickly. And so for the people that I have envied, I noticed that it has never been someone that I'm really, really close with. Hmm. It's never because I mentioned this on our episode, our first episode. I've never envied you. Thanks. <laughs> Bitch, you ain't got shit I want. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that translation. Now you're looking at this like I'm not giving you a compliment. <laughs> uh, well, but, but it's just the way that you said I never. <laughs> it's the emphasis you put it on. <laughs> I was wondering why you were looking at me like that. I was like, All I was right. like what did I say wrong? <laughs> That's just my face. That's just my face. <laughs> that was hilarious, though. That is know. so But that's funny. healthy. That's good. That's good. But it's because I know so much about you. I have mm-hmm. so many experiences with you in so many different ways. I mean, there have definitely been times where I'm like, damn, girl, it looks really good. I should probably go back into my dorm room and change. <laughs> <laughs> You've leveled me up. And so envy Likewise. can be productive in mm-hmm. that way, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I just took a... um. Uh, group fitness class I was mentioning to you earlier off um, off mic at the gym and that's actually a great place where sometimes comparison does work Mm -hmm. because comparison can tell you serves as proof that someone can do something that you haven't yet done Mm -hmm. the results can be manifested right or maybe someone right next to me that's like working out if I feel like quit and I could see someone going and that can give me like the strength like a boost you know what I mean so it definitely can be um can be useful but I think a lot of my worst times on Instagram is when I'm just being passive yeah you know, mm-hmm. meaning it's like I'm just scrolling. I haven't like my self-awareness hasn't um, been jolted right. to me. Be like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Right. I'm just like caught in. Just distracted. Yeah, caught, caught in, in a loop. Yeah. And something may bother me, but then I don't like engage with mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like leave a comment or maybe I don't like text that friend unfortunately and and i feel shame for saying this um but i'm figuring out new ways again to heal from this but if i see someone a friend of mine yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna start um doing this if i see a friend of mine and for some reason her social just like made me feel whatever type of way i'm going to text that person get in some type of direct communication with them so i can remember them as a whole yeah yeah yeah. and not as a piece that's good Mm-hmm. to let curiosity mm-hmm. lead me yeah. mm-hmm. to my higher self yeah I, to love i love that yeah i love that and i i think that's I, again that's that's always you know that's always been something not to bring it back to black women but <laughs> that's always been something that our people have practiced these holistic approaches mm. toward healing because at the mm-hmm. end of the day um if we stay too much in our head <laughs> yeah that's not always a safe place and you know we're part of patriarchal you know part of you know this whole patriarchal privilege is is this idea that the more rational and um intellectual and heady we can be about things uh the more superior you can approach things and at the end of the day there's so much intelligence that's happening on a holistic level Mm -hmm. and even taking the time and like you were saying when you're in this place where you're just passively scrolling through this instagram feed um that's a process that's going on in the head Mm -hmm. you know that's all mental and taking time to just go inside and actually process those feelings um that's also holistic as well too so i love the fact that you even saying this opportunity to step away from technology and um step into this more human approach where actually hearing the person and feeling their voice and catching the pace of where they're at and also hearing them maybe 
yell at their partner in the back and remembering, oh, your life isn't perfect. This is just, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like stepping out of that, this mental space that all of us are walking aimlessly, not aimlessly through. We all think we have aim, but, you know, at the end of the day, it can feel kind of like the walking dead, you know, where we're just we're just carrying on, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and there's just not a lot of internal reflection, intuition and processing what's going on in that space. Um, You brought up some words that I think are pretty interesting that I think it probably could help us navigate this conversation even more effectively. Um, We talked about we talked about envy and then we got this really crazy definition of like how evil and deep seated and dirty that word can be dirty um but then you also brought up the word comparison Mm -hmm. and how that feels so much lighter Mm -hmm. um but it also can still be a pathway to envy and then there's this word in the middle between both of them we haven't really brought up which is jealousy so Mm -hmm. i'm wondering um when does comparison turn into jealousy and when does jealousy spurn into envy and are there approaches that maybe we can identify toward Mm -hmm. (laughs) keeping one from turning into this big headed monster because I think what we both realized from that um, definition is that we actually don't know what envy well I didn't know what envy was well envy is when you desire something someone else has Mm -hmm. and jealousy is when you think someone can take what you already have Mm. so that's why jealousy is usually something that's like in relationships Mm -hmm. where if you see your partner it appears is like flirting with someone else or maybe they're just standing next to another human who's just like gorgeous Mm -hmm. and so you feel jealous because you think that this gorgeous earthling can steal your partner Mm. yeah okay um so okay i'm gonna sit with that for a second or jealousy another example of jealousy is yeah i'm trying to look at many women have had this experience where you let your friend borrow like a piece of clothing (laughs) oh yeah i'm not letting out my clothes no more to these hoes (laughs) coming up in here i'm like take it off (laughs) yeah Give it back and don't post a picture. It's gonna look whack on me later. Yeah, agreed. Fuck. But that's a, that's another mm-hmm. form of jealousy. Yep, let it be. Let it be. Yeah, girl. It's it's very very interesting. But I think it all comes back to if it goes untended, meaning again, we don't look at it. We don't question it. There's no inquiry. That's when things can just go out of control. And I think one of the things that we can learn from envy um, and from comparison and from jealousy, looking at all emotions as data, it tells you what's important to you. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. but I'm, but it can I also like be what's important to you in quotation marks because you then have to ask yourself why. Because mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. a lot of people because culture can just like mold and shift things that we believe we want. For instance, one of my early best friends, um, her name is Jamie. She thought she wanted to live like in this big ass freaking um, brownstone in Brooklyn. But she really was just into that because a lot of um, her family and stuff like that just would be over there. And those were just simp status symbols. But she really wants to be on a farm. (laughs) The complete opposite of um, urban life. You know Mm. what I mean? And so it took a lot of um, just peeling back to see why. Because, yes, you can't stop at this is important to me. Because for a lot of people, like, for instance, being a millionaire is not that important to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like I've been convincing, trying to convince myself. I find that so funny. I'm so shocked to hear you say being that. Being a millionaire, I, I don't know. And and who knows? Maybe maybe I'm just in my luteo phase and I'm just creating <laughs> different types of illusions wow, for I find myself. that's so shocking. That's I awesome. think being like, a five hundred thousand error is right. important being to me. Wealthy, like being girl, comfortable, just because I don't want to be a million doesn't mean I can't be like at nine hundred thousand nine hundred ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be a millionaire, but it's like <laughs> when you a million, like people know. I don't. I just don't want millionaire problems. Mm-hmm. I really, really don't. And mm-hmm. I and I see them, and they're just not really for me. And I feel like I can <laughs> personally do a lot with. Five hundred thousand dollars. I like it. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I feel like because there are so many different directions that we can go with this conversation, which is why we want you guys to reach out and let us know if there is room for a part two. But in closing, something for us to discuss and something for y'all to think about too is how we can be in support of others Mm -hmm. who look like they're caught in the throes of 
envy. Mm. We've spoken about how for ourselves, we can do a lot of our inner work, but a lot of times you have the, the beauty of, of privacy <laughs> to, to do it, right? The solitude thing can make things easier, but the real challenge is how we can be of support of others mm-hmm. when their humanity doesn't show up smiling, when it shows up snarling a little bit, you know? And it's not to say that we have to carry every single person's cross, but if you have a girlfriend (laughs) of any shape or form with intimacy, without intimacy, like this is just one of your homies and you're feeling like something is off because I've experienced that. I've experienced a really close friend some years ago and I give this woman so many props for the transparent conversation that we had. Um, At the time I was just starting off I'm going to tell this story and then it will tie into the point I'm trying to drive home. At the time, um, I was kicking off my career in broadcast journalism. Uh, I had just started at Sway in the Morning and very quickly I was getting a lot of on-camera opportunities, which was such a big dream of mine, right? And I also... I always have to put myself in check for why I want to be on a mic, why I want to be on camera, right? But at the time, I just really wanted my opinions to be spoken aloud because I hadn't seen a lot of people who had the same um, thought process as myself and, and some of my friends. So anyways, I was having all these different type of opportunities. And my girlfriend, she had also spoken about, especially in college, how she wanted those same opportunities. It just wasn't happening for her at the same pace at that time. And as I was in like group chats and I'd be like, oh, this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. And I'm not that type of person to share a lot of things like that. It's just if I feel like I worked a lot and this is a sign of of God's hand on my life, then I share it in hopes of encouragement. That is also a sign of God's hand on your life, too. Whatever, whatever. Um, I felt like she was being like weird with the way that she showed um, support. Um, and so at that time, my solution was just, okay, I'm not going to mention it to her. I just won't tell, you know, out of sight, out of mind. I had sensed it could be envy. And so I just said, all right, well, let's just remove the trigger and then all is well, right? Similar to let, let me just mute and then everything is fine. No, there's still another, you still have to get down to, to the roots, um, and after a while, it was just being weird. It was just impacting our, our friendship or whatever. And I just asked her, I said, hey, what's up? Like, things just seem to be really weird, blah, mm. blah, blah. And she agreed. And she said, I really want to have, I've been thinking so much about our our friendship and how we've been close friends for a while. I really want to have a difficult conversation with you. And she broke it down. Mm. She broke it down. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking about using the word envy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. The the humility mm-hmm. that that's has a, that's to be the embraced. Only, that's the only word in my head right now. Yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. To tell someone mm-hmm. to their face <gasps> that I was envious. Mm-hmm. Oh my! Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! And and. I'm trying to remember like some of my exact words. I could just give you my my sentiments, but all I felt was love, mm-hmm. love, and respect, and and true friendship. Because to me, friendship is not just about the fun; it's about like the junk. Who's there with you to clean, clear the junk out? You know, even if it's your own. And we had that conversation, and I asked her how I can support her in this and we came to the conclusion of like sharing different things we were going to share each other's journeys but not just the outcome you know what I mean but the process Mm -hmm. so that we could it's through the process that we can help another because again with the instant gratification it's just looking like it's happening in thin air Mm -hmm. 
But I'm totally down to share those steps. I just, I just, because so much is happening in my life at the time, you know, that's the excuse we give anyway. We don't think we have time to like sit, blah, blah, blah. Or sometimes you may not have time to, to as the, on the other side, to ask whatever the, the, the case is. But I was so happy that we had that conversation. And we also told each other too that we were going to link up more and just have conversations. Because again, with me being quote unquote so busy, it created distance which then creates fear, mm-hmm. which remember earlier on, in my opinion, I feel like that's an ingredient for envy because she didn't really know me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because there was an, a college Tracy and then a new me that was emerging, but this new Tracy with this new job, mm-hmm. we hadn't made like intentional time mm-hmm. to speak about and mm-hmm. things are happening quickly, blah, 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 blah. But I bring that up to say... How can we support our friends when their humanity is showing up as envy? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think you touched a lot on it. Um, one, it's also about just us showing up as our whole selves and making sure that we're not always just brag, not bragging, but just showcasing the things that are going well. But in ourselves, showing up as wholeness, like if this is your friend, is this your friend? Not speaking about you in general. Um, is this your friend or is this your audience? You know, and those are two mm. different things. You know. Oh wow! One you put on a show for, the other one you show up for. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> that 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 gem was just so hard for me to swallow. <clears throat> I just start choking. <laughs> and I think that's that's it. Right. Mic drop. So thank you very much, <laughs> folks, for tuning in to another episode of She's Beating the Beast. See you soon. <laughs> Woo, child. That episode felt like I was wearing my feelings inside out, which is like a level scarier than feeling simply naked. You know what I mean? But it's what we do up in this bitch called She's Beauty and the Beast, the podcast. So all is well. And I'm comforted by the fact that nothing I share actually makes me special. You know what I mean? Like, no matter how isolating it may feel to say certain shit aloud that's vulnerable, I'm I'm never in a room by myself with only my reflection staring back at me. There's always going to be fellow humans that can relate, you know? So, yes, this is where I find my comfort, and that's that. This is also, I realize, a killer time to plug my audio vision board. It's called Comparaholics Anonymous, and it's affirmations for when it feels like everyone is lapping you in the game of life. So go to she'sbeautyandthebeast.com slash podcast if that interests you, and you can check that out. Or um, check the links in the show notes. That's actually easier. Yeah, check the links out in the show notes of this episode and you can click clack right over there. Per usual, if you rocked with this episode, please share it. Tag me on Twitter, Instagram. I'm at it's Tracy G I T S T R A C Y G on both. And Girdley is at G U E R D L E Y on Instagram, just at Girdley. And if you down, down, like down, down to support, then please leave a rating and review of the She's Beauty and the Beast podcast. Mwah! Forever grateful for your attention, my darling, my boo, my love, my writer. Till the next episode, please take good fucking care of yourself. I'll talk soon. <laughs>